All right, so how we'll do this, uh, considering there's two of you there, basically offer your both thoughts and opinions. I'll pause. I'll always allow you the time to speak. I don't like to try and speak over you if I can help it. Um, so take all the time you need. Obviously, anything poor or uh, that you don't want at the end of the interview gets cut out anyway. Um, and elements like that. Just take it in your own stride. I'll, hopefully, it will feel natural. But first things first, I really appreciate you both taking the time to speak to me, uh, particularly considering how life is and how busy real life can be outside of a band. So first things first, really simple. 2023, we barely got started, but how has it been treating you so far? 20, oh, uh, lots of car problems. Oh! <laughs> I'm, my, my MOT is due in a week. I'm, you know, <laughs> fingers crossed. But yeah. Other than that, it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. 2023 has been pretty great. Uh, you know, uh, when everything's pretty average for a few weeks, I guess it's, uh, it's, it's been short, I guess. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, but, uh, but real exciting. I think, uh, uh, I'm very optimistic for the new year. I, uh, uh, 2022, uh, Usually I don't like think about things in terms of good years or bad years, but mm. I would say 2022 kind of sucked for a lot of reasons. And so, uh, so I feel pretty optimistic, uh, being three weeks in two weeks in now. Okay. As I say, it's it, considering the way the world has been the last couple of years, any time a week or two weeks or three weeks goes by and everything's cool. We just appreciate and enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. It's a big win. Are you uh, New Year's resolutions type people? And if so, did you make any? Oh, I certainly didn't. I uh, am real awesome already. So uh, <laughs> it would just be wasted effort, I think. It, it, it's like a weekly resolution for me, not a year. <laughs> I think that's a good way to look. At it. <laughs> I'm going to pick that up. No, fair enough. Absolutely. So we have to first talk about just what portal to the goddamn blood dimension is exactly because ultimately simplistic terms like band or project don't quite work when it comes to talking about you so i want you to tell me in your words what you define portal to the goddamn blood dimension as yeah uh great question i think uh it's always tough especially when you see a band that um i always sort of joke about uh and because I love them, not because uh, of anything negative, but like people talk about experimental music and then you look it up and it's like two guitars, a bass player, drums and a singer. And you're like, oh man, how, whoa, experimental. <laughs> um, and, uh, but you know, the, obviously that has no bearing on what the music sounds like, uh, just maybe some of the tones, but yeah, as far as the band goes, I mean, it's really just, uh, um, it depends on who I'm talking to, but but to the players, I sort of describe it as a, a learning experience, something that, uh, um, you know, uh, that we can all get together and sort of work on things that we think are interesting. One of the things for me is is chamber music and and sort of playing with the absence of those normal uh, rock band tropes and, and figuring out ways to do those. We have a lot of quiet passages and and passages that don't have pulses and things like that. And so um you know for me it's an experiment in in watching other musicians and trying to uh uh breathe and be receptive and aware of what's going on around me and uh and responding to that and so um so i guess maybe uh uh an experiment in uh, group learning is how i look at it uh uh 
you know, in a single sentence, that's what I'd, I'd maybe describe it as. I don't know about uh, uh, how you feel about it. And there is a lot uh, that's very similar to being in a regular band, but, you know, uh, slightly askew or on its side. Mm. Uh, for me, so Portal to the Goddamn Blood Dimension started before I was in the band. And uh, my other band would play shows with Blood Dimension and the evolution of Blood Dimension brought about more band members. And those band members were in other bands that I would play shows with. And I just like, I always admired it. And then uh, one, I don't know if you approached me or if I approached you. I think uh, it was a, a text thread with Yumi and Clark and you were just like, yeah, we'll, we'll give it a try. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I'd, I'd always looked up to it. I liked the songs that you were performing. And so but those are the songs that are on the record. Yeah. Yeah. Rotten Fruit uh, sort of came out around the time that we started accumulating people. Because um, for a long time, it was just uh, just myself. It started mm -hmm. out as a, I was playing in a post-metal band and, and a few other bands, actually a lot of bands. I, I had a uh a few years where i was overloading myself a little bit uh uh doing like the one practice every night not uh uh well basing most of my life around around playing in bands and um uh the one thing that that would happen is is that you know you play in six bands and then a band you like is coming to town and you want to play that show but no nobody in any of the band can so i i was like well i need something to do so that when uh this band i really like comes to town and nobody can play i can at least play the show and and you know there was plenty of venues and and space for all of that at the time and um and uh that's sort of where it started uh rather than a conscious effort to make a band it was an excuse to go uh play more concerts it's never about not never never the worst reason to get something started yeah people have done worse for worse uh reasons for sure but it uh you know i guess uh maybe it was a vain reason a little bit of vanity uh but um but it was also you know just awful uh on and off uh for a little bit it's one of the sort of uh threads that we 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 followed for a long time was uh the idea of of never doing the same thing twice um right. so for a long time clark uh who was sort of the um well i'm i'm if i remember history correctly um we had a actually i think they're from london uh dragged into sunlight mm -hmm. um we had them come through with primitive man and um Alt leader and somebody else and and I was like you know what this is a bigger show than I normally would do as a single person so I had uh Clark and another friend from a band called Sonnets uh Kale come and do vocals for me uh while I did a an awful harsh noise set uh you know it was it was one of those things where it was like uh, I didn't book the show some big promoter did and uh somehow snuck on the bill and and you know everybody turned up to to see a really great show and and they spent the first 30 minutes outside taking up smoking to uh avoid my set which uh which I thought was was a lot of fun but but yeah since then um we'd sort of tried to uh um 
write and and uh, perform a different piece every single night, which meant that Clark and I would meet up uh, 15 minutes before we played. And I'd be like, all right, I'm sort of thinking about doing this, this and this. You got some words and he'd be like, yeah, I've got this. And, and so maybe I'll switch these things up and we'd meet in the you know backstage beforehand and, and come up with what we were going to do that night and then go and do it. And so, uh, you know, that sort of uh, one thing led to another. And, and eventually we were just like, man, that thing we did last night was cool as hell. Mm. Uh, we should write it down before we forget it. And <laughs> you know, then eventually it was like, well, what if we didn't improv every night? Because it turns out that like we really like some of these things and they they started getting too precious to sort of give up uh immediately which you know uh changes things it changes the way you approach things a lot but um but it was like really really uh uh again just a uh a, a weird uh i guess lack of of any sort of real framework we just uh have been um, you know, under the radar enough to uh, do whatever we want without a lot of criticism for it. When when you came along then, Jordan, did you find it uh, in a much more ordered state? Uh, there, there was two songs written. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and like, I had been watching them do the improv set. Yep over and over again i would go to the shows and like oh, that's so cool i love that you guys just do improv and then i heard them re start repeating songs i was like oh i really like that song uh. <laughs> and then uh they brought me in on drums and um i thought you know what would be fun with this is to just be as minimal as possible and so it's just like i guess it's not as minimal as possible but like less drums than i normally use just like mm -hmm. a kick snare and a ride and i try to keep it that small at every show and i i think that forces me to be more creative and more uh, more attentive to what the song needs or doesn't need um i'm also like i've been obsessed with noise since i was a kid and i didn't know it until i didn't know that noise was a genre that people just did <laughs> yeah i was just like oh that part of that song sounds weird what's that and so uh every now and again they let me just like pull out my pedals and just like make noise like, <laughs> well they let me do that whenever i want yeah whenever i see it's fit <laughs> Noise rock, so, noise metal it is its own genre. It can often be an incredible genre, even if it's a challenge in itself. That's that's often the fun of that, I think. Mm -hmm. I think uh, a, another part of the appeal was like, I came into it knowing that the songs held up just by themselves, and but there was still a lot of space for me to be able to fill in. Mm. And so, and the they trusted me enough to just like, let me go at it and so it's been super cool having that freedom and like with the new stuff it's more of a I feel like I'm more involved in the writing process because we've wrote it with all of us in it yeah which is uh real exciting I think uh the the personalities come through a bit more um okay and uh it is I uh I do really just to um one thing that Jordan mentioned that I always love uh, is that sort of parameterization of of music where Jordan made that conscious decision of 
I'm a drummer. I have this drum kit, but for this, I want to really put limits on what, uh, what gear I'm using, you know? And, and, you know, I think that that's sort of something that we all do, whether consciously or subconsciously, you know, I want to write a song that's in the key of B is, mm. is a simple version of that. And to, to do the same thing with the equipment you use is sort of very on, on brand for us, you know, where, where it's like, here's what we want to do and let's just try and, and tweak it in a way that we find, uh, um, uh satisfying and, and gets us results that maybe we wouldn't find without that um set of limitations i have a story to kick in on this a little bit before oh. i was in the band there's a local record shop that's awesome called diabolical records they're very awesome they're in my opinion they're the best record shop in town and they do they used to america do in, in america <laughs> in the world in the world universe, <laughs> i might say from here to Pluto. Um, <laughs> and they would do this thing called bandemonium oh, where yeah. they would put uh everyone that everyone that wanted to be in it would throw their names in a hat and then the owners would pull out like five or six names. And you're in a band with those people for two weeks and you have to write a 10 to 15 minute long set. Oh wow. Super fun. Oh, it's so fun. And it's like a who's who of Salt Lake City music. You know, the people involved are all because the record store is so cool, everybody who goes there is cool, and everybody who plays there. I mean, they used to do shows like six nights a week, mm -hmm. um, and so everybody there is like a top-notch musician, and sometimes uh, uh, you get uh, people who aren't musicians but are just cool, and you know them, and, and so the the breakdown of those groups is just incredible. Um, but, but we got put into a band together. Oh, yeah. With Brooke, your wife. Yeah, my... And... Uh, wasn't my wife at the time, but ultimately wound up being my wife uh, because of this, I'm sure. <laughs> and, uh, we, we all showed up with instruments. I think it was like cello, harp, piano. Oh, uh, we had Jeremy on drum machines. I was on drum machines and like a smaller was keyboard. Was keyboards? Jeremy was doing just the full keyboard. Okay. But um, I a long time ago, I heard about this card game that Brian Eno came up with where sets parameters to to help you write music i was like i didn't remember the rules but i wanted to come up with something five minutes before we met up so i took a deck of cards and i wrote like some a list of notes and chords and we just kind of like pulled from the deck randomly to, to like come up with a melody until we landed on a chord and we tried to see if we could make that melody fit inside of that chord and made some like sections of chord progressions that like from there we could choose the ones we liked and didn't like and ended up writing our set from that but that's like an example another example of like setting parameters and putting yeah. limitations on what you're doing to as a means of creating yeah that was super fun uh what a interesting mix of instruments i uh <laughs> Brooke, uh, obviously we don't have a harp here. You walked through the house on the way in. Mm. Um, but uh, her sister still has that harp. It'd be sweet to to get that over here and, and do a little family band one of these days. <laughs> I mean, the open and eclectic nature of obviously your musical abilities and what you've been experiencing over the, well, by the sound of it, the last decade or so, maybe even longer, you correct me if I'm wrong there, <laughs> um, is incredible. But I have to ask them, when it came to 
the direction that Portal to the Goddamn Blood Dimension went on, the challenges that come with creating and doing what you do, what were some of them and how did you overcome them? Yeah, I mean, the biggest challenge that uh, that we always face is scheduling. I mean, you know, I work a, a nine to five-ish, uh, Clark's the same way, Jordan is sort of a, a show o'clock uh mm. you know whenever there's a concert that that's sort of when jordan works and we have um a lot of the people that we've worked with over the years uh have you know extremely disparate schedules so i mean and that's i feel like that's the same even even if we all had the same schedule we all have uh you know events and and families and friends nice. and all of these things yeah. um luckily a lot of us uh 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 know each other from outside of music as well so um there is a, a little bit of a, a cross-pollination in all of our lives but um but scheduling is always the toughest yeah. part uh uh you know i think that's whether you want to play pickup basketball with your friends or if you want to be in a band and that's that's a huge challenge i mean the other challenges uh that we could, could uh call out i suppose are probably around um you know, just the uh, the very nature of of being in spaces uh, that are that are designed for, um, or maybe not designed or consciously designed in any sort sort of way. But you know, uh, we're not a typical rock band. We don't fit on some stages. We don't fit with some sound boards and sound people. And so um, there's there's always that. Uh, if you're not familiar with a location or the sound guy that night, you can really throw people for a loop when you show up and it's like, all right, cool. What do you need on, uh, for me? And it's like, well, we've got clarinet, we got a uh, cello, uh, how many DI boxes you got back there? Uh, you ever, you ever, uh, EQ to violin live. Um, so that's oh, sometimes wow. a challenge, but overall, I think, uh, you know, the, a lot of these things are just uh, experience games. I, I think at this point we've done pretty well with figuring out what's necessary and what's not necessary from a venue. And, and you know, we're not playing such big uh, uh, places that we really, really need uh, to lean so heavily on the space and the staff there to, to make it fun and make it sound good. I think we've gotten to a point where, um, you know, if we played... Uh, with just the stuff we have on stage we'd probably be able to to make it work so um challenge overcome i think scheduling is always just going to be the the hardest part about being in any group with more than two people do you have a do you have a reputation when the venues then and have uh, the <laughs> guys going oh god damn it it's them again yeah uh <laughs> luckily um at least in Salt Lake City, uh, I think we've got pretty good, you know, uh, the nice thing is we we tip well and uh, and we're relatively polite. So um, I think for the most part, uh, everybody that, that does sound now too, we've sort of come up with. Uh, so they know what they're getting in for and, and uh, uh, appreciate us as people enough to to at least not say it to our face uh <laughs> well you you nailed one of the things that can get you very far in life we're not a tipping culture in the uk of course uh but we know how important it is in the us but simply get far in life by being polite 
I think that's uh something funny that people bring up a lot with uh um you know and by no means are we uh breaking the top 100 anytime soon mm -hmm. or in this lifetime but um you know you see it on the internet you see it with new musicians and things like that and it's like how do bands get big you know mm. especially like extreme music and things like that and 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 there's this like impression that that there's a, a certain element of nepotism and luck and it's like no it's don't be an asshole and work real hard and and always be networking you know and, and by that I mean you know talk to people you think that are interesting talk to people who play the same instrument as you use the opportunity of meeting somebody that that you really admire as a chance to not just say hello and and sort of uh fade back into the the woodwork you know have real conversations with people and and uh be valuable contributors to those conversations and that's sort of what you know i, th I think that's the same with any industry is is networking is extremely important but you know uh being there and being uh uh polite and courteous and and interesting um by by being genuine um you know that's that's uh, that's the the biggest thing that you can sort of do to um you know uh uh make your way in the world whatever it is you're trying to do um and you know that's why uh sound guys don't hate us so much <laughs> I mean, of course, you are pushing against a bit of a wave here as well. Bear in mind that, um, you know, you can you can work as hard as you want. But with the flood of music, the way social media is these days and all those aspects can make it incredibly difficult to poke get your head above uh, the parapet, as it were, to be noticed. Is that an aspect? And I'm talking about social media and the always on and the connecting with a fan base and that that you think you're good at. And is it something you enjoy? Ooh, are we good at social media? I I just repost stuff. None of my social media has anything to do with my music. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of singing and, and weird instruments. Um, I don't know. I think uh, that's like the coolest thing about the 21st century. I love the, you know, uh, maybe it's uh, maybe it's a throwback to like really archaic uh, music and the idea that like, mm. you know, before the internet or even before uh you know electric instruments or things like that it's your your entertainment options were so localized um you know it's like all right so we got like jeff and mary and they play music in in our town they're the minstrels and so that's the music we listen to and i almost feel like because there's so much music we're you can get forced back into that there's sort of like regional dialects that people adopt you know it's it's mm -hmm. these are the bands that we play with this is the scene that we're a part of and and I mean one of the things that I always tell people when they ask about my tastes in in music are like what what's your what's your favorite you know that's a pretty standard question are you do you like country music do you like whatever um and I always tell people that my favorite genre of music is music from Salt Lake City because and that's the music <laughs> that I listen to uh, those, those are the bands that I see and and obviously there's there's uh I mean I listen to a lot of music uh there's a lot of international uh influence on what I listen to and and maybe I take that to how I write and things like that but um but when it comes down to it I, I do feel like there's um I, I personally love the fact that there's so much music out there but i i love the fact that it's sort of for me it forced me back into 
um, this sort of regional music uh, uh, community that mm. um, that we all sort of play off of each other. We all, um, you know, develop in the same way, and, and it feels like a, a a really cool thing, like that that it makes. Uh, in this sort of sea of music everywhere, it sort of makes it a little intimate when you can have that uh, uh, support system of just awesome people around you. I mean, uh, you know, not to um, go too far into uh, uh, like our region, but I mean, uh, just not only do we have huge uh, international acts, but we've yeah. got incredible um you know, acts that probably uh, like us will poke our head out here and there uh, and maybe not be as internationally or nationally or even regionally notable outside of, of our particular music scene. I mean, we have a uh, cult leader here. We had Sabrosa for years and years, uh, who are now the Odalith, um, who are also incredible. I uh, There's just a lot of really great music. I think the uh, Osmonds were from here. Is that right? Uh, they were further south. They were in Orem. Uh, Orem, but pretty close. Right. Um, you know, and uh, uh, it's cool to sort of have that uh, run the gamut from, um, you know, notable to unnotable, all gelling together and being in the same spaces and just really being a, a, a community of, of uh, musicians playing music that, that I prefer to any other music in the world. I think part part of what draws me to like listening to music in my region like outside of the concerts just like putting them on at home is you go and see all these local bands and you have a good experience and part of reliving that experience is listening to the music when you're at home and like you said there's like a full there's a, a huge scene and not just Salt Lake City but like most towns have yep music scene going on where people feed off of each other and they write music based off of what they've seen at local shows every now and again one of those bands will get huge that's where you get like oh this band's from so and so they're groundbreaking and like i've never heard anything like it and chances are that they're like part of a big scene that was yeah. going on they're like one of many bands that sounded like that you know yeah and Unfortunately, actually, that's not true. I was going to say, unfortunately, there's not like a, a parallel to us, but the, uh, there's there's another great band uh, uh, from Salt Lake City called Hoofless, the Hoofless. very similar uh, uh, aesthetic, and, and we've known them forever. I remember when they formed as a band. Um, I might have even done sound for them the first time they ever played. Really? Um, mm. Yeah, we used to have a, a terrible, awful place called Burt's Tiki Lounge that... You did sound at Burt's? Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I did sound at Burt's for a few years. Uh, I think it started when a sound guy didn't show up and, and I was there and they were like, you know how to work this? And I was like, yeah, you just push the buttons and, and, and slide the faders. <laughs> and they're like, we're not all scientists here, buddy. Just get up on, <laughs> behind the board. And... Uh, um, and that's how I actually started bartending there too. I think uh, I was doing sound and they're like, where the hell's the bartender? And I was like, all right, you just push butter buttons and slide the faders. And, and they're like, that's good enough. <laughs> Some beers while you're back there. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, you're absolutely right. There is this sort of uh, constant feeding off of each other. And, and, you know, chances are when you see that band that's really scratching that itch, there's somebody else uh, that they 
that they played a dozen shows with in a, a warehouse someplace uh, that that's real similar and and really probably also scratches that itch, um, which is awesome. I, I think that's so cool. And that is like also something that's cool about going on tours and and having people tour through uh, and and, you know, being open and polite and uh, interested uh, is that you find those things, you know, it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, I, I know you through so and so. Mm -hmm. um, and I really want to come and check out your band because I really like that other band that that told me about you. You know, there's there's that uh, uh, I don't know, there's probably a sports reference there, like the depth of the bench. It's like a baseball thing like they, they, the or, you know, it doesn't matter. I feel like a, a, I don't know much about sports. I know. I know. <laughs> it's, uh, obviously, I do. Uh, <laughs> But um, but you know, I think that there's there's a a, a lot of depth to to uh, um, you know the uh, music scene everywhere and and uh, you know a little digging and and you can always find what you want. The importance of word of mouth still can't be understated still even in uh 2022 2023 uh you know you talk about your local scene and the connections that are built there it is the same in the uk you know you can go wide ranging with uk based bands but simply if you're here we break it down in the territories just as much as you do oh we have the manchester scene the london scene the south yeah. Coast scene and all this stuff just like that and for the most part everybody gets along for the most part <laughs> yeah it is nice uh i think yeah we we've we've been very fortunate too i think you know part of that is uh um everybody who plays music just tends to be interesting you know that and not to everybody i mean they're interesting to me because i also do it and sort of just mm -hmm. like that uh failed uh sports reference i just made like you know um the the our interests are the same. The people we know are the same. The places we go are the same. And so uh, it's really easy to get along with those people because of that sort of uh, uh, shared experience. And ultimately, the goal for all of you, all of us, everyone uh, in the band and playing music around the world, the goal is the same, to just make music, not necessarily to get big, make money and all that, but ultimately make music and hopefully, hopefully connect with some people. Exactly. It's sort of like a, a throwing your hands up as a certain type of person and waving to people, you know, and and the right people wave back. It's it's a it's like a smoke signal to other musicians and other music fans and other you know maybe uh, uh, people who have interests that are maybe outside of what uh, the mainstream is. I I feel like when someone's playing music locally and their only goal is to make money <laughs> hey that's that's a that, decision you've made like <laughs> with that and be like i can see right through that bullshit and it's like 
I, I don't, it doesn't interest me. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't know, that's, someone else can listen to that music. It is interesting, because mm-hmm. every once in a while you see those people where it's like, it's their first show, and they're, uh, uh, they've skipped those steps, and then you never sort of see them again. Um, you know, where, where they're trying to, uh, maybe be, uh, bigger than their britches and, uh, uh, you know, those, those people tend to maybe not have a good idea and they, they decide to do something else with their lives. Or maybe we've just been doing it so long that we gave up on those. (laughs) Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, um, I was never that into video games or cars or sports or, I, I like all of those things just mm. fine, I, I suppose, except for maybe cars. Uh, but you know, it's 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 always just been like a that's what you do with your time. Like you gotta you gotta waste your time and money somehow. Um, so it might as well be changing the strings on your cello. Uh, it might as well be uh, seeing how loud uh, uh, your amp gets before it makes a weird noise. You know, uh, it's 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 really, you know. Uh, just the human condition you gotta you're here you gotta fill your time or else uh uh you know what you're just sitting there i guess regardless of all of that a little bit of money wouldn't do no harm to help you on your you can do <laughs> oh, that. always uh Ladies yeah and gentlemen you can do that by simply picking up the, the album rotten fruit regular orchard which of course uh is available now i have to ask um this record has had a profound effect on plenty of people, us included. That's no secret. Um, did you have any expectations on what the record was capable of at the time? No, I I mean, I didn't. Uh... I, I mean, I think it moved people locally and they would express that to us. And I, it, I felt just the need to like have it in a form that was outside of me playing it so I could listen to it. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a really great feeling, you know, to, it's like taking a snapshot, you know, it's a, here's what I've, you go on vacation, you take a snapshot and you're like, here's me at the beach. I had a really great time. And same thing with a recording, you know, it's like, this is what we sounded like when we recorded this record with our friends, we were having a great time. And, you know, we wanted to remember that we wanted to remember all the time we spent together um, which is sort of how I look at recordings. Um, but at the same time, uh, my expectations were very small. It was, uh, in fact, when we originally did the digital release, mm-hmm. um, it was during the pandemic and we had recorded it beforehand for the most part. We did the mixing and mastering after um, everything sort of went into lockdown here uh, or shutdown. I don't know what the right term is, but um you know we had all sort of been uh alone in our rooms for months at this time and and i finally uh had all the pieces all the master tracks and all the artwork and everything and and i think it was a you know regular old afternoon i was bored out of my mind and and i just posted on uh the internet and was like hey uh i'm gonna release this album um uh, I did a random number generator on my computer. I was like, all right, today plus X amount of days. Uh, right. And it turned out it was like a, a Tuesday, the next Tuesday or something like that. <laughs> and so I posted and said, hey, the computer gods have said we're releasing this album Tuesday. And then I just released it. You know, there wasn't any real build up to it. 
it was uh you know it was again just it wasn't like on a I might have posted it to our Facebook page or something like that but it was mostly just to my friends on my personal page um and that was sort of the intention was to just uh make music for ourselves and make music for our friends and and you know somebody actually shortly thereafter uh a good friend was like um asking about it and just saying mm -hmm. hey you know uh uh did did you reach a lot of people uh what what happened there and I was like no nah, I, I feel like we reached all the right people though right. you know like uh the the people who were giving us feedback were just people that I respected people that I loved um and that was just a really great feeling and and uh one thing led to another and I don't even uh actually um what is it heavy blog is heavy they were sort of uh uh probably instrumental in most people finding the album i don't know how they found it mm -hmm. uh, but they did a little write-up on us uh and then uh shortly thereafter uh charlene from ripcord records uh who's just been a huge huge uh supporter uh since she found us um and it's been so awesome you know uh interacting with her has been great and she's been really helpful in in getting people to to hear about us and and that led to a a tape release and ultimately to the vinyl release that uh she did uh in conjunction with i corrupt ingoa uh, over in germany and uh no funeral in canada um so yeah i mean i feel like uh uh our expectations were really low we you know uh we spent a lot of time on it uh yeah. it's one of those things that doesn't come together quickly um and because of that, you know, it was very precious to to me and everybody else in the band. Um, so uh, I, I I felt very guarded about it. You know, mm -hmm. I, I I didn't want to uh, be like uh, setting expectations on on what kind of legs it would grow and where it would go. Um, mostly because I've also played in bands for a really long time and. I know that, like you said, I mean, there's so much music out there. Uh, and yeah. if you don't hear band X, there's band Y that's doing the same thing or a similar thing that uh, you can listen to and be just as satisfied. And so, you know, I didn't, uh, my expectations were extremely low. Um, but, you know, I think they were realistic. I think it was like, you know what, my friends are going to hear this. The people that like our songs are going to enjoy having a copy to listen to at their house um and uh it definitely exceeded my expectations i think um you know we we're talking about uh local scenes and and community and i i feel like uh you know our community grew uh yeah. much bigger because of that like not our local community but my personal community uh the people i consider part of my personal community grew you know and, and includes people from uh germany now and and uh uh london and uh glasgow and all these places that you know i feel uh very connected to people that i wouldn't have been able to feel connected to before that so i mean for me it was uh, a huge huge success I, I i i think i learned a lot from the experience and i also feel like um uh it's it's been great it's sort of like i said you know it's like sending up smoke signals and i found I found more people to be part of that that community uh, in so doing with this album, which, um, you know, feels really great. And I think uh, uh, we're going to take that and and hopefully uh, run with it. I, I think uh, uh, you mentioned in your uh, we watched the the year end breakdown 
And uh, I think you you said something along the lines of even if they uh, never do anything else uh, because of the nature of being in a collective, which, you know, is one of those things we sort of dance on that precarious line of like exploding all the time just because we've got so many uh, moving parts. Um, you know, but I think uh, one of the things that came from it is that sort of like doubling down of, of you know what, uh, it, it makes it harder to be ambivalent or maybe not as passionate. Um, mm. You know, the 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 fact that um, uh, people have been so welcoming uh, of us into their lives um, makes me want to do it more and makes me sort of more uh, tenacious to continue um pursuing this project so that's been really cool uh uh i mean the response has just been overwhelmingly like uh warm you know the the uh everybody's so kind and you know i think also part of that is the type of music and the um people who gravitate towards that music is uh you know i, I think that there's plenty of reasons you could poke holes in what we do um or how we do it and uh because of like i said you know we might not have reached uh the most people but we reached the best people and so you know we really uh have been fortunate in that respect and and uh and it's it's definitely felt really really um inspiring how about you jordan did you th did you uh think about his capabilities Say that one more time. The records capabilities. The records capabilities. Hmm. I've, like I said, you, like I recognize those songs as like the songs that you started to repeat before I even joined the band. Yeah. So I, I had, they were kind of on a, those songs were kind of on a pedestal for me already. Right. I, I looked up to them. And so being a part of it um, was super awesome. And I wasn't even, I never expected it to go like international. Like, mm -hmm. Even just like getting some tapes pressed was a big deal to me. Yeah, like, somebody else doing that as opposed to us having to. Yeah, yeah. it's like oh, that, that's like <laughs> that means a lot to me. It's like it, and like I don't know. I I love that it's getting this recognition, and I also feel like if it didn't, it wouldn't change the way we're going about it. Mm, okay just like re regardless of how big this gets like we're all going to be making music until we die it's 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 like at this point it's not like a job that we're seeking or a career that we're seeking it's it's an itch that i can't itch enough it's <laughs> it's an obsession it's like it's an it's another limb to me it's like if I didn't have the option to make music in my life, I would be lost. So it's it's always going to be there. And I love that it's getting the attention that it's getting. I'm glad to hear that because uh, I want to take this moment to give a shout out really to the person that really has champion, championed you from our side. Uh, what you were quoting there wasn't me. It was actually oh, Brendan. Yes. Who is the person that first discovered you and has pushed them into my ears Push you guys in my ears over the year. Put this way, I got a Christmas present from him this year. It was your vinyl. It's been all <laughs> him, and it's been a fantastic experience uh, getting to know you guys through him. I even asked him, I said, Brendan, you should do this interview. But Brendan doesn't do interviews, unfortunately. It is me. Um, 
But uh, so that's why that he's not philosophy, though. But he is definitely he has um, been the real driver, and it has been a great experience as you would have seen from the videos. Um, him forcing that's how it works sometimes in family. He's my brother, so he's going to force me sometimes listen to music that I wouldn't normally listen to, and through that I find things I adore as well. Um, so he'll be glad to hear that uh, what you guys have been saying, which brings us to kind of now because this you know, Rock Fruit Regular Orchard was then. And it's kind of, as we enter 2023, and interesting to kind of what's going on in the camp now, in the Portal of the Goddamn Blood Dimension camp right now. And I realise ultimately you're not or may not want to or be able to talk about certain things, but is there anything you can kind of tell us about the future? Yeah, I think, uh, um, you know, the the one thing that, uh, um, well, uh, the... Clark, who who isn't here today, because uh, uh, he's pukey, uh, is is the impression I got. Um, uh, is prolific. Clark writes constantly. Um, you know when he shows up. Uh, we, I mentioned maybe before we were uh, doing the interview. Um, Clark and I used to play in a band, and you know. Uh, me and the guitarist or the two guitarists and the bassist or whoever was working on a song would come to the the uh band and be like i got a new song and clark would be like okay pull out his notebook flip a few pages and he's like i think i got something that would work um and you know he'd be good to go that first day he's like i got the lyrics already um and uh uh you know during the pandemic him and i uh we, I was like, here, we're going to do this album next. Uh, and he was like, cool, I wrote it. And I was like, just kidding, we're going to do this one next. <laughs> and then again, I was like, just kidding. Because, um, you know, we had a lot of time on our hands. And so I wrote a lot and he wrote a lot. And uh, we sort of settled on one of the records. So we actually have, I don't know, maybe three, four, maybe we'll say like a hundred minutes of music that the band doesn't even know uh yeah so i think we've got a, a, a some depth there that we can we can dive into but right now we're uh getting ready to record the follow-up to it um uh which you know uh i don't know i don't think that there's any reason to be secretive the uh you know the the whole i was a few years ago uh people are always talking about like the does uh knowing what's going to happen in a movie ruin your enjoyment of that mm. movie the whole spoiler thing and i don't think it does uh i'm i'm of that camp where you know i'm not going to enjoy a movie by default uh uh but um or maybe i will i don't know I'm not a movie guy uh but um you know i think uh i'm of the camp that that you know knowing what's coming next isn't uh, going to diminish that um you know, I guess uh, hopefully we pull it off, but but we do have another album that we've been rehearsing um, and it's going to be uh, a whopping three tracks this time instead of two. So a uh, big one, uh, real big album. Um, and, you know, we've played two thirds of it live over the last year and a half um, and uh, really liking what what we're we're doing with it. We've got some interesting personnel that uh uh, people new to us that are going to be on it. Uh, there's going to be a lot of the same elements, you know, drums, singing, talking, yelling, uh, cellos, uh, cellos, some noise. Um, you know, there's going to be uh, uh, an interesting crew of people on it. And I'm really excited about it. I think, uh, I think um, that 
we retain a lot of the things that we liked about uh uh rotten fruit but we're mm. also going to maybe explore some um new territory as well uh yeah i mean uh you've played them yeah you've played well, all of them now well i was <laughs> you kind of let me I feel like I was, since I was there as we were starting to learn it, I feel like I had a little more input on it. Um, yeah, and there's even songs, there's a song where I don't play drums. At all. At all. Uh, <laughs> but that is true. I think uh, the cool thing is that, you know, um, uh, when we wrote Rotten Fruit, it was mm. basically uh, Clark and I, you know, the original Inception. And then because we've been working on these for so long as a more cohesive unit, um, we've done a lot more of wouldn't it be cool if uh, things here and there, you know, even just uh, Thursday we were rehearsing and and we did a, a whole handful of uh, wouldn't it be cool ifs and changed a lot of things, you know, so it's been uh, maybe a much more uh, collaborative process. Usually uh, what happens, uh, or in the past what had happened was, you know, I'd write everything, I put the sheet music together, everybody shows up, they play from the score that I've provided and the parts that I've provided, and then um, and then we go from there. But I find myself uh, coming back every week from rehearsal and going back to the score and making edits rather rather than just bringing the score and having it be done um you know i i'm i'm doing a lot of maybe not rewriting but a lot of of minor tweaks here and there on mm -hmm. those uh, on the 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 parts and everything and it's it's been really cool and i think that it it's driven uh us to add a lot of really interesting little bits here and there i have to follow that up i have to ask who who is stopping you from the const like at what point do you tweak too much is there someone Jordan <laughs> Clark slapping your hand away from it or are you able to do that yourself I think uh it's the the um well it, it it harkens back to that idea of like this is a snapshot of what we're doing at the time you know I think even the way that we play Rotten Fruit live uh, we just did a tour uh with the record mm. in July and there were a lot of similarities to how the record sounds um but we wanted to be able to play the whole thing every night. So we, we made some tweaks to accommodate that and make sure that like the timeline fit and that it fit with the players that we had on tour with us. Um, and so there's no limit to that. Uh, we will continue tweaking these things based on our temperament and, and maybe, you know, the weather. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just like, a uh, anything else in that respect. There's, there's always things to tinker with. Um, but I think uh, thinking of it as a, a snapshot, a recording as a snapshot of a time and a place and a, a group of people is, um, you know, uh, part of it. I don't think that um, I go into the studio thinking this is the best this song is ever going to be. It's mm. I am very antsy to record something. Let's go and record it. Um, you know, it's time. We've done enough to it, but, you know, that doesn't mean that that its evolution is complete. It just means that uh, that perhaps we're ready to start working on something new. I, like, in that same realm, I don't think, like, all the bands that I like never stop tweaking their songs. Mm. Like, even with, like a, like, a very straightforward punk song that's, like, three or four chords... 
they'll play it faster live than on the recording and that's a difference um or they'll like change vocals up or they'll like add a drum fill here or like a bass run here it's just like it i feel like as if as um how do i say this i feel like there's so much of us put into this this song and we are evolving creatures that the way that we play the music is going to change and there's there's never going to be a final form yeah and and the enough enough sort of enough is enough ripcord that you pull um i think it, it for me it boils down to uh having that conversation with people like uh both at the local and and larger levels where it's like you know what um we haven't been a part of the conversation for a little bit let's let's throw our hands up and say hello um and then uh then you take that snapshot of what you're doing and and how you're doing it and who you're doing it with um and and put it out there and and yeah we recorded rotten fruit in 2020 mm. i think um and so it's it's one of those things where it's like you know what we've been we've been busy and we want to you know show the people that we care about uh what we've been up to um but you know everything's a work in progress until uh until you die and then uh you can't work on it anymore <laughs> plus 2020 i mean this already feels like a lifetime a lifetime ago considering the constant changing evolution of the world over the last few years guys i'm gonna wrap this up we at the start talked uh briefly about resolutions i'm gonna twist that and turn it on the side of something else and this is about the head of 2023 uh i'd love for you both to give me a realistic goal that you would like to achieve for Portal to the Goddamn Blood Dimension this year? Uh, I would like to play out of state more. Yeah. yeah. We talked about uh, maybe doing a little uh, tour in June, um, which I guess if we want to do, we've got to start calling people. Uh, <laughs> so that's one goal. I mean, my intention is to finish this record and put it out this year. We'll see if that happens, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of people and sometimes it takes a long time to get things right. Um, you know, and, and I'm never trying for perfect. I'm trying for good enough to move on. Um, and so that's my goal. I'd love to, uh, introduce some new music. Like I said, we've got a lot of, uh, music that's, um, uh, you know, we've got the 40 minutes of music that we're going to mm. record. Another spoiler, I suppose, for the new record is that it's going to be a little longer than the last one, three tracks and and like extra five or so minutes. Um, but yeah, I want to get that recorded. I want to get that released uh, if possible and get on to the next song because, you know, um, life can be short. And uh, I feel like uh, we've got a lot of songs left in us still, and uh, I'd like to continue exploring those. Fantastic. Uh, awesome to hear and simply cannot wait. If you ever feel like popping over to England this year, even if it's just for a trip rather than play, we can put you up, all of you, every single one of you. We've got a couple of you know, <laughs> families spread around. We'll put you in different houses. Um, <laughs> I would love that. We'll see, we'll see if it's in the cards. I would, uh, you know, take a, uh, some arm twisting, mostly because uh, uh I hate airplanes, uh, but <laughs> it's a long way to but go. No, I get it. That's a, that's one of the goals, you know, maybe that's not a this year goal, but you know, if uh, the right opportunity presented our, uh, itself, uh, 
there are so many people we've met through doing this that um, getting to see them in person would uh, just be an incredible experience. You know, I, I, I consider myself maybe a, a real social person. And so, you know, I, I want to give everybody who's ever uh, given us the time of day, that big hug that I've been thinking about giving them since they first reached out. So, um, so you'll be the first to know when we make it over, we'll see if uh, we can make that happen one day. Conquer America first, the world come next. <laughs> we'll yes. see what happens. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. And thank you as yeah. well. This is, uh, it, it, you, like I said, I mean, it's just a, a wonderful to hear from people uh, that we don't get to see. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I feel like we've made a lot of really new friends and, and we count you as one of them now as well. Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?